Hey everybody and welcome to this special bonus episode of No Root, No Fruit, a history of folk roots in Americana music, one record at a time. As I was doing the research for episode 9, all about Mixed Bag by Richie Havens, I decided to take a chance and reach out to the great American actor and activist Louis Gossett Jr. Mr. Gossett knew Richie since high school and as you probably learned in episode 9, co-wrote the song Handsome Johnny with him. Now, I wasn't really expecting an answer. I mean, he turned 87 in May, and, well, he's, you know, Louis Gossett Jr., and I was right. No answer. That is until the day after the episode dropped. He said he'd be happy to do it. Well, I wasn't going to let that pass, so here's a special bonus featuring our conversation. I began by asking him to recall his earliest memory of Richie Havens. Well, we go back. We go back a ways. That was the the, the, the intermediate choir of the First Baptist Church of Coney Island. Now, Richie's uh, gospel was the McRae Gospel Singers. From I forget the name of the church. And we met each other on Sunday at the Paramount, where they play basketball now. And it's also that Frank Sinatra made that Paramount famous when he was famous as a singer. It's full of sea dancers. On Sunday, we had a, con- a, con- a contest. And I was part of the Gospel Brothers of uh, First Baptist Church of Coney Island. And it was the McRae Gospel Singers with Richie Havens. And then it was the Five Blind Boys with Ray Charles and Al Hebler. Then there was the Dixie Hummingbirds with uh, Jackie Wilson. Then there was, uh, uh, I can't remember, the Modern Airs. I can't remember the harmonies and stuff like that. But that was Sam Cooke. We never did win the contest. But you can imagine the music. $45 a week, an off-Broadway show. Off-Broadway just beginning to be born. And we're in, in, in Greenwich Village, 
We're going to open up at the at the uh, St. Mark's Playhouse, which turns out to be a Negro Ensemble later on, on 8th Street and 2nd Avenue. 45 degree angles across is, is a, a play called Once Upon a Mattress. Now is embarking the movie star, Shirley, uh, not Shirley McLean. Um, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. Absolutely. So thank you for that. Uh, we're doing the uh, rehearsal of the Blacks, Jean Genet's The Blacks. And that play is uh, Cicely Tyson, Maya Angelou, and, and all kinds of people, James Earl Jones and Roscoe Lee Brown. And, and during a break, we go next door to the Hua coffee shop to get some coffee. And while we're there, they have people singing. And we, we couldn't, because it was the neighborhood, we couldn't applaud. We had to snap our fingers. First time I saw Richie Havens other than the church. There's a high flying bird flying way up in the sky. And I wonder if she looks down and she goes on. I got suits, I did some of my gospel songs, and I passed the basket. I have to pay my rent. $45 a week was what the blast was doing. Slowly but surely, here I am. The Blacks lasted five and a half years, only $45 a week. So I had to enhance my salary to pay my rent. And I started playing music at the coffee shops. Cafe Wall was the center for the old-fashioned old nannies. And then the hootenanny on that stage would be Bob Dylan, Bobby Zimmerman, Mama Cast, Mama Sinopolis, John Phillips, Joan Baez. All the people that came through there, and we'd sing. Fred Neal, we wrote the, the, the theme song for the Midnight Cowboy, my best friend. And we would hang together, and we passed the basket. I learned how to play guitar there. And I met Richie, who uh, I fell in love with his, the way he was playing his guitar, open, open chord thing he did, and his, his, his drummer and his guitar player. We became a family. There's the Casey Anderson, a whole bunch of us. Got burnt this morning when I reached for the coffee pot. The toast was cold and the orange juice was hot. I should start over, but I guess I'd better not. Same thing would happen again, cause that's the bag I'm in. So now we're doing this thing, and I'm playing. I'm getting a nice little reputation. I'm playing the Village Gate, the Bitter End. Met Jimi Hendrix. We became a society. Then I met a man named Felix Pepelardi Jr., who became my partner. And he was with two of us. He played the guitarron, which is the bass guitar for the Mexican uh, instrument. We're saying we opened up for the for the, uh, the staple singers, and slowly but surely, we became an item. And I knew Richie Havens, we become very close. And then there was a, I was a, not so much of a draft dodger. I got out of there luckily enough uh, uh, because I was uh, drafted to Korea and I was too busy working for the government, so they bypassed me. So now, Vietnam. I, I got draft, drafted, somewhat drafted, to go to Marine Corps Recruitment Division to, uh, to practice a, a, a war movie called Men at War, that was later nominated for Academy Award. And uh, I learned how to uh, scuba dive and jump out of airplanes and all kinds of stuff. 
in preparation for going to Vietnam. And all of a sudden, the, the fact that I'm going to go there and die for somebody, I don't even know. And then the movement happened with Abby, Abby Hoffman and all those people fighting against the, 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 the Vietnam War. And it made sense not to go. We got so close that I wrote the song. Hey, look yonder, tell me what's that you see? Marching to the fields of Concord. Looks like handsome Johnny with a musket in his hand. Marching to the Concord War. Hey, marching to the Concord War. What do we have to do? Go to war. And it's the same thing, expecting different results. One result is we have a, a, a musket. Another result, we had a spear. Another result, we had a, 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 a rifle. Another one, we had an AK-47, an AR, an M-15, a rocket, expecting different results. And I gave it to Richie Havens, and he added, what is it we have to do? Wait for a fields to start blitzing. Wait for a fields to start whistling. Here comes a hydrogen bomb. Here comes a guided missile. I can almost, I can almost hear it whistling. That was Richie Havens. Hey, what's the use of singing this song? Some of you are not even listening. Tell me what it is we've got to do. Wait for our fields to start listening. Hey, wait for the bullets to start whistling. Hey, here comes a hydrogen bomb. And here comes a guided missile. Here comes a hydrogen bomb. Originally, it was called the song, but no end. Hey, look at you, tell me what you see. That's the end of the song. Now, full circle, I have a, a video of me and Richie singing that song. At the return of the Vietnam vets, 3,500 of them, 3,500, and we're saying it together on the stage. So now uh, we became quite close. I know all of the people that, you know, then I went to his memorial in, in Woodstock where the plane came and, and dropped his ashes. I swear, I inhaled his ashes in Woodstock. Now people have been saying that some of the acid is poisoned. It's not poisoned. It's just bad acid. It's manufactured poorly. So anybody that thinks they've taken some poison, forget it. And if you feel like experimenting, only take half a tab, okay? Thank you. Mr. Gossett, do you have a do you have a memory of, of Richie singing that song, your song, at Woodstock as the opening act? Absolutely. I was in the mud behind the stage. What do you remember from that day? Well, I'll tell you, I did some mud stories and tell you about that. But that day was, was a, a, a glorious day. Uh, everybody was trying to get there from the village and from other places where there were hippies and picnics. Uh, we all kind of... Uh, did a five and a half day uh, love in, if you want to call it that. Some of the greatest people with it. So now, fade out, fade in, I'm getting a, a television series called The Young Rebels. So I drop my guitar, I carry it with me, go to California, and the series fails. And I've been BSing the landlord about the check being in the mail. He's had it. He's back in the truck, 
put my furniture in a truck that's going to evict me. The very same day, a mailman came, another out-of-work actor. whole bunch of stuff, address the unknown kind of stuff. And one of the envelopes was from UNART, U-N-A-R-T Music. I opened it up, and it was $72,000 residual for Handsome Johnny, but Richie sang in a mixed bag and Woodstock. That's my Handsome Johnny song. What's that shining on your head, son fiddler? Sun shining on my head. What's that sniffing at the tree? Dog fiddler. Dog sniffing at the tree. And what's that running across the road I see? Squirrel fiddler. Squirrel running across the road. And you know, the other thing that almost every single person I talk to about Richie says, uh, Mr. Gossett, is how kind he was how open very, he was and how very and how he treated everyone equally that's true that's true he was one of my, he was one of my heroes i'll tell you that loved him to death and the whole group his wife everybody My sincere thanks to Lewis Gossett Jr. for a lifetime of amazing work and life-changing activism. Oh, and for spending a half hour with me talking about his days in the village and at Woodstock with his friend Richie Havens. No Root, No Fruit is hosted, produced, and written by me, Matt Watroba. I absolutely love doing this work, but it takes time. If you'd like to keep the podcast going, please consider heading over to NoRootNoFruit.com to make a direct donation or to join the growing number of sustaining subscribers on my Patreon page. I'm also eager to hear your thoughts, ideas, and questions about the podcast, so feel free to drop me an email from that page as well. You can also just join our growing Facebook group. Thanks again for funding season two with a successful Kickstarter campaign, and I'll be back with more in a couple of weeks.